Hello and welcome to What's the Story Ghost? I'm your host Annette. And I'm Stephen. And today we are on episode 74. Out the door. See, I was chatting to our neighbour the other day and I was trying to say to her, we're on 72 or 73. No, I'm sure it's 74 or 75 because the song came into it. 74, 75. We're never on the same page. This is great. This is great. Oh, you know more words than me. I was the one that you loved. Okay. You know way I more than I do. You're showing me up, Stephen. So we're on to episode 74. Stephen. Annette. Have you ever been to Sweden? No. Me neither. Although I'm afraid of flying, so that's not that surprising. We crack on. Crackity, crackity. There are few things I love more than learning about folklore from other countries. The only thing holding me back from covering them on the podcast is my shockingly bad pronunciation. I could just write the words out how they sound, but when it's another language, I find it best just to YouTube how to pronounce X, but I find that I'm likely to forget it by the time I read it. So I ask in advance that you forgive me, because I just had to cover Sweden. Though Sweden is well known for its crystal clear lakes, beautiful forestry, ice hotel and of course meatballs, it also has its fair share of ghosties. Borgvetnet is a small village in Jamkland County, North Sweden, with just 50 residents living there. It's actually said to have the highest number of ghosts per person anywhere in the country. Perhaps the most haunted spot is the old vicarage. Fifteen priests lived here before the last one had enough of the ghostly activity and moved out and no other priest was willing to take his place. The final straw is still one of the most famous ghost stories of the house. The old vicarage was built in 1876 and seemed like a normal building for some 50 years. Then locals began reporting creepy goings on. Ghosts that are not just scary, they're also violent. As with most new towns at the time, a church was one of the first structures built. For any priest who took the job at the church, it was customary to get a small farm or a piece of land to live on and cultivate, which is how Borgvatnet's vicarage was built. A letter written by Vicar Nils Hedlund in 1927 was the first to mention ghost stories. In 1907, Martha, Nils' mother, sadly died during childbirth in the house. His father, Purr, took his wife's passing very badly, so to keep her close, he buried her in the backyard. But when the locals found out a couple of days later, they demanded that Marta be buried at the cemetery. Purr agreed, but the next day, the whole Headland family had disappeared along with Marta's body. Nils came back to live at the vicarage after his father died, and it wasn't long before strange, unexplainable things began to happen. One incident he reported was when he saw all of his laundry being pulled from the drying rack in the garden. Before you try and rationalise it with the explanation of wind, Nils noted there was no wind that day because that was likely the first thing that he assumed too. But he could see the laundry being tugged and he wasn't the last person to be affected by the hauntings. In 1930, Hedlund's successor, Vicar Rudolf Tangden, had a strange encounter with who he described as a grey lady. Vicar Rudolf said she was walking slowly towards him through the big hall, but took a turn away from him, instead walking into the exhibition room, which was the office where the vicars used to work. 
He, of course, wanted to talk to her and ask what she was doing inside his house, but by the time he'd got to the expedition room, there was no one there. Otto Lindgren and his wife moved into the vicarage in 1936. They never saw an apparition, but they had no shortage of paranormal experiences in the house. They would hear footsteps walking through the house and doors would open and close, nearly mimicking the movement of someone going from room to room. But when they went to investigate, they would be greeted by nobody. The kitchen seemed to be a hotspot for strange activity as well. Mrs Lindgren was home alone one day when she heard music coming from behind the closed door of the kitchen. She opened the door and suddenly the music stopped. Speaking from experience, I always feel so much better when Stephen comes home and is able to rationalise a weird thing that happened to me. But when Otto came home and his wife told him of her experience and the same thing happened again, I would say she took little comfort from it. Again they heard the music in the kitchen and again when they went to open the door the music suddenly stopped. In 1941, Inga Flodden, the diocese secretary, stayed in one of the guest rooms at the vicarage while she was there on a business trip. Suddenly at 3am, Inga awoke to an uneasy feeling of being watched. She lifted her head from the pillow to gaze around the room and to her surprise, she saw three ladies gazing at her from the couch right opposite her bed. When she sat up and turned the light on, the ladies were still there, but looking a little bit more transparent. She saw one lady dressed in black, one wore a purple dress, and the third lady was wearing grey. One thing that was uniform with all three ladies was that they all looked sad, and it seemed like they were crying without making a sound. Two of the ladies sat with their hands on their laps, while the third was knitting. As ghosts go, they were the epitome of benevolence, so much so that Inga felt comfortable enough to go back to sleep. She didn't speak about it the following morning, but when she did eventually speak on her experience, she admitted that she wasn't frightened, or surprised. But the question still stands, who were those women, and why were they crying? Vicar Eric Lindgren moved to the vicarage in 1945, and he started to experience strange things immediately. On his first night, he heard what sounded like heavy furniture being dragged across the floor in the upstairs bedroom. But what was most surprising to Eric is that his furniture hadn't even arrived at the vicarage yet. When he explored upstairs, he saw all the rooms were empty. Eric decided to keep a journal to document all the strange happenings. You know, something has to happen a lot for you to break out the journal to remember it all. One night, he was reading a book in his rocking chair he'd brought to the vicarage, when all of a sudden he was pushed out of the chair so violently that he fell to the ground. When he tried again, it was as if there was a force around it blocking him from it and he fell again. Then the rocking chair began to move on its own. Eric never sat in it again. Two years later, in 1947, Eric was speaking with some other vicars about his ghostly encounters while at a gathering and was overheard by a journalist. The journalist, of course, asked for an interview with Eric and he agreed, consequently beginning the Borg Vignettes vicarage soar to fame. Eric's interview was published in the newspaper Austerlin's Posten on December 4th, 1947. He talked about bumping into something unseen and candles forever blowing out despite there being no draught. 
He spoke about footsteps he would frequently hear inside but also outside. There was a wooden bridge leading up to the garden and he would hear someone walking across the bridge but no one was there. He talked about how he never felt at ease in the exhibition room where he did most of his work but he always felt like someone was watching him or felt someone sitting right beside him making it nearly impossible to work. But he also explained that with time he just got used to all the activity in the house. If all that sounds like your idea of fun you can actually book a room at the vicarage for the night and breakfast is included if you make it to the morning. Maybe you'd like to stay the night in the pink room. The legend goes that at the end of the 19th century, a 19-year-old maid became pregnant. But due to shockingly oppressive views of the time, the fact that this young girl was not only unmarried, but also supposedly carrying the vicar's child, she was locked in the room in the vicarage for her entire pregnancy. But that's not even the worst part. Immediately after the birth, the child was taken from the young mother, killed and buried near the vicarage. But the vicarage didn't really seem to get out unscathed. The unforgivable cruelty and madness seem to have left marks on the vicarage to this day. There have been reports of childlike figures appearing, as well as sounds of crying. Some have even heard desperate screams. Or maybe the blue room would be more to your taste where guests at the B&B have described being woken during the night to the sound of heavy furniture being moved or have their bedsheets pulled from their bed while they slept. One theory is that this mischievous behaviour is caused by a little boy apparition who's said to have been seen in the blue room. There are also reports of a very sad and depressing feel to this room, which isn't helped by reports of baby cries being heard from this room as well. The yellow room isn't exactly quiet either, It's believed that this is the room that Martha, Nils' mother from 1907, passed away in. Shadows are said to frequent this room, and some guests have reported seeing a print on the bedsheet as if someone was currently sitting on it. Guests have also reported feeling their clothing being pulled in this room as well. Is it another mischievous child ghost, or the desperate attempts of another ghost to communicate? but it's not only the vicarage that Sweden boasts as one of its most haunted locations. Granted, it's nearly a thousand kilometres away, but Tuftaholm Hergard in Småland also piqued my ghosty interest. Some Swedish people proudly claim this place as the most haunted hotel in the world. This is as bold a statement as any other haunted location claiming to be the most haunted, but this is definitely one of the saddest. Located along the edge of Lake Vikostern, Toftaholm Hergard is a picturesque 14th century former country manor. With its bright yellow exterior and welcoming feel, it is beautiful, but comes with a dark story attached to it. I think the reason I find it so sad is for once it's not just a fair maiden who has her heart broken. The hotel is thought to be haunted by the ghost of a young peasant boy who fell madly in love with the daughter of the wealthy baron who owned the manor. They had a secret love affair for months, but when her father, the rich baron, discovered their love, he refused to give his blessings for them to marry because the young boy was nothing more than a commoner. Instead, he forced her to marry an older man not too dissimilar from himself and heartbroken, the young boy hanged himself from the rafters of what is now room 324. While most visitors avoid that room, that hasn't stopped them from seeing the ghost of the heartbroken man. 
He is said to wander through the hotel at night, shutting windows and crying out into the night. That was really cool. Wasn't it kind of sad? So sad. There must be 70% of all the ghosts in the world made up by bereaved widows and (laughs) ex-lovers. Oh yeah, because you know, I'm only just thinking now, the the Irish vampire, um, she fell in love with uh, a pauper or or a stable hand or something like that. The grey lady from Larch Hill? Sorry, was it a grey lady or a lady in white? It was a lady in white. Lady in white, apologies. Fans. But that's that's the other way around though. She died. But then yes. do you remember we covered the Banff Hotel? The bride went up in flames because yeah. she was walking down the stairs and her veil caught light from the candles or something. So there's a mix there's a mix of stories in there, but nine times out of ten they are just people who I suppose spiritually can't move on from the fact that they don't have the person that they love in the entire world. I mean you're my fun person to do life with. I don't want to talk about that. We're just gonna move on very swiftly. I know I threw a lot of names at you. Do you have any characters for me? I have a couple. Okay. Alright. So, Eric. Yeah? Straight in the, off the top of my head, Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Because he already has a pre outfit. He just needs to put a white collar on his knee. <laughs> oh my outfit. God, that's so inappropriate. <laughs> it oh. would be a cool vicar outfit though. Yeah. Because it would be shiny. He'd be dodging stakes in slow motion. Not like, like, re- medium rare stakes, like wooden oh. stakes. Yeah, because that's where I went with that. I was a, like, is this because the Swedes like meatballs? I don't understand. Dodging meatball bullets. <laughs> Anybody else? Inga. Yes. You know the two girls that play the ukulele? Oh my God. Is it the, the dark haired girl? I was going to go with the blonde haired girl. Oh, is that because she played a Swedish character in Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Could that make yes, any way that came exactly. into your head? Yeah, I get it. What's I get her it. name? Let's figure this out. Ricky Lindholm. Very good. Who kind of sounds Swedish. Um, but she, she's already played a Swedish character yeah. before, so I think she could do that really, really well. Uh, she was she also the diocese secretary, so I don't think they would have had someone as pretty as her, but we can we, we can keep my judgment to myself. Mm-hmm. And then obviously the true ladies. Yes. Uh, the true witches from <laughs> oh Hocus Pocus. <laughs> and one of them is... <laughs> Kathy Ray. Right, there we have no, it. No, it isn't. No, it's not. It's Bette Midler. Yeah, and the... Oh my god! Focus, focus. Can you name them? The something sisters, Sanderson sisters. Oh my god! The nineties me is screaming at me right now. Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and the one from Sister Act. That one. And she was also in an episode of Gilmore Girls. I don't know if I'm saying this right, but Kathy and the Jimmy. She does have one of those names where the the letters don't look like they go together, but then when you hear someone say it, you would never guess it was spelled that way. It just looks like someone. Nah, Jimmy. Telling Jimmy to stop. (laughs) in Australian that's ah, Jamie, Jamie. <laughs> oh, I can't do accents can you do accents yeah I can say don't do that Jimmy in Australian <laughs> ah Jimmy so one of our neighbours started listening to the podcast which is awesome um, but it's also really weird when complete strangers aren't listening to it and I actually have to talk to people about what they think because then I'm like cringe yeah we have a podcast and yeah i do instagram reels and tiktok videos but i've actually got really bad social anxiety so i might talk a lot but that doesn't mean i want to talk to people but she started listening to it she listened to the very worst episode to start on do you remember lep castle yeah do you remember how bloody that was that was not a good episode to start listening to everybody died in the dark in your kitchen by yourself game of of thrones was based on it was very game of thrones 
Um, Jones was not actually based on that. No. Um, and then uh, a friend I used to go to school with just mailed us today on the Instagram page and told us what episode she listened to. I think it was the Headless Valley. Oh. And I was like, okay, that's a pretty good one to listen to while you're out on a walk. Cause that was quite a long episode. Mm. But it's really nice that like people are messaging us and letting us know what like, they're, li- like, they're listening in. And we're, we're nice, approachable people. Please feel so free to... So six and a half people listening, they would like to send us a message, like, go for it. That's why I had to cover Sweden, because we have Swedish listeners. And I'm yeah, like... Yeah, I hope they don't listen to our accents. No, I know, because I'm like, oh, it would be really great if you did. But at the same time, they're probably going to... Do you know the way when you're watching somebody do something or you're looking at a kid and they're running towards a door but you know that there's a kitchen table there and you do that wincy face where you're like, please don't hit your head off the table? That's what I see all the wet, the, the Swedish people doing when they hear me saying... Anything. Any, I can't even I can't even remember it. But I think I got head lungs. Head lund. Any Swedish people listening there, send us a voicey yeah. with, our, with, our, with corrections. Definitely, because you can send voices on Instagram so you, you all have no excuses. <laughs> Uh, we finish up there say your words so thank you so much for listening to today's episode I will of course include links in the show notes and if you have any questions or queries on today's episode or any other episode our socials are what's the story ghost on Instagram and what's the story ghost at gmail.com if you have any personal stories you would like to share and those are all my words exit jingle exit jingle Oh my god, I thought you were trying to make a dino or something. I know, I really, really <laughs>